My name is Augustina Miss Abba Austin, music artist, presenter, and creative entrepreneur. Over the years, I have met up with successful Africans in business, fashion, lifestyle, and entertainment in and outside of the continent. I discovered that our success stories are endless. I have decided to unveil them one by one. Join me on Africa on Focus as I talk on how Africans are making Africa the future and why you should be a part. Africa in Focus, sharing the stories of the African successful. back again you're listening to high radio the voice of the next generation and it's me miss abba your girl coming to you with the program africa unfocused it's a little bit after 7 p.m coming to you from amsterdam and on this day what date is it you know i really have to think real good <laughs> <laughs> but it's the beginning of June and we're starting June with a little bit of sunshine coming to you all the way from Amsterdam. As you are listening to Africa Unfocused, I just want you to invite everybody around you and come on and listen today. Today, not today. You can listen to High Radio via www.high-radio.net. Plus, you can also go to Facebook because we're streaming live right now. And also, you can find us on Twitter Instagram and YouTube and our name on there is High Radio NL. Make sure that you also get to listen to us and tell everybody in your WhatsApp list and whatever that we are on streamer.com, modernghana.com, Ghana web and ghanawaves.com. Tell them, tell them, tell them. It's such a lovely day and um, I have yet to announce a very special guest. It's going to be a very insightful Sunday actually. Because we're going to talk about uh, Africa and tech. And we're also going to talk about something interesting. I woke up this morning and I got some newsflash. <laughs> yes. Um, but before that, I think that it's good to start into a theme of a real Sunday. Because I went to church this morning. And I got fired up with the word. <laughs> and that's why I'm just starting with a, a good song that I love so much. And uh, that song is by an artist. I think I'm starting to have a thing for him just like I have for Stoneboy. Really, it's it's really, it's really true. Do you have any idea who it is? It is King of Promise. And on this track, King Promise is collaborating with Moogies and Sakodier with his latest single, which I call a hit single in the making. And it's called CCTV. Yes, we're back. You're listening to Africa on Focus with your girl, Miss Abba. And yes, we are very much alive. Africa on Focus is the place where we share the stories of the African successful in entrepreneurship, entertainment, culture, and lifestyle. All of the above. Yes, we're going to talk about that. First, I just want to give a very big shout out to my girlfriends. Alongside three other good friends of mine, I have a weekly podcast and we talk about lifestyle and all the crazy stuff that happened in our relationships. And in two weeks, these ladies will be joining me here. And this is going to be both for the ladies and for the gentlemen. We're going to talk about some life stuff. And in the meanwhile, you're going to laugh it off a whole lot. You're going to laugh really much. 
And of course, I want to give a shout out to all of you listening, those that just tune in on Facebook. I'm going to drop some names because I'm super appreciative of you just tuning in and listen to me right now. Africa Unfocused is today all about South Africa. As a special guest in about, you know, um, 20 minutes from now, I will have uh, the founder of African Tech Roundup. And if you ask me what the heck that is, <laughs> I will just explain it to you. Uh, later on, I have a special guest who goes by the name of Andile Masaku. Masuku. Actually, that sounds really Swahili, right? <laughs> he's coming on here, and uh, he's the founder of a Johannesburg-based media and insight organization, a.k.a. Village Square, which tracks the progress of Africa's emerging digital tech and innovation industries. They produce podcasts, syndicated op ads, special media production, live events, in-depth fringe insights, and everything that happens in between. All of this stuff, and even some words I'm not familiar with, but we're going to ask him later on. And he is here for a special purpose, and that special purpose is uh, that he is organizing an event coming Tuesday, the 5th of June in Amsterdam, and that is called the uh, Village Diaries. And Village Diaries Amsterdam is going to sit down and uh, record a podcast with people from Booking.com, all kinds of companies that are just major, where Africans are seated at high positions. And they're going to talk about, you know, what we can do to contribute to Africa. What is the impact that they on that position have to this uh, current African nation and everything that we do to support, you know, where we are coming from. So this is Africa Unfocused. And right here, we share success stories from Africans one by one. We interview entrepreneurs and professionals from Africa and the diaspora and how they can help us achieve successes. Uh, As we have that special guest today, and he goes by the name of Andile Masuko, you might want to Google that because he is a noted personality in South Africa. Even if you find him on Twitter, it's verified. Okay. So if you're verified on social media, that means you're doing things that create quite a buzz and you're a person of impact. And since this is a program that focuses on entrepreneurship and, you know, focuses on how well people do, we're going to talk about how he is able to create a success for himself, be outstanding as an African, build up a company. He is a broadcaster and he is a tech columnist. So those of you who are in tech, you know, IT, digital things, we have a lot of you Africans in that sector. You can learn a thing or two from this entrepreneur. So stay tuned for that. In about 15 minutes, he's going to come over here uh, at the studio, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, later on, we're also, of course, going to listen to the latest, freshest African tunes. Uh, If you have any requests, I think it is time to work with requests. You have a special request or a shout-out to somebody, and you are like, you know what? I have a special song for a special somebody who is listening at the moment. Make sure that you tune in to Facebook Live and you let me know what's going on. A wild one. <laughs> All right, so uh, listen up before we're going to go to the next song to get you into a good mood on this lovely sen- Sunday. A news flash. Um, do you know this noted journalist in Ghana who goes by the name of Anas? Well, the rumor has it that they finally have found his face. They know how he looks like. They know what he, you know, where he's from. 
And so this morning, I just saw a clip of uh, a certain model. And um, well, the thing is, let's start from the first thing is that uh, Anas has been discovered for some reason or whatever. Uh, so to describe it to you who don't know Anas, his name is A-N-A-S. He is a journalist in Ghana and his face is covered with this crazy veil that looks scary as something. I don't know, but it just looks scary. And um, he's a journalist and he kind of um, spills the tea, as we would say in an urban language. He unveils people that are in corruption. He does all of that research to find out who in the system are corrupted in Ghana. And we all know that as it comes to African regime and African people or whatever, we all know that corruption, you know, happens here and there. In Ghana, not to a great extent, there's maybe another country, but you know, it still happens. So he happens to be that journalist that reveals a thing or two about people that like to take some cash or like to do some extra things for some extra favors. Uh, of course, his face is covered because uh, if he would be the one that would show his face, he would be screwed, probably be chased down or probably be arrested, something crazy or anything like that or anything in that between doesn't matter but uh as i was saying uh Anas is one a journalist who covers his face and they would have seemed to find the person or found his actual face that is uh the thing is though uh the face they revealed is the face of a model a handsome model wearing the dreads and everything called uh ross camaro and one thing that happened is uh, his face is being used, but it's not really him. So he went on this morning and shared a video and he said, you know what, people, my face has been used. Probably uh, I have been, I've been said that I am the person that is behind Anas, who is a noted journalist, noted for uh, unveiling people that are uh, in corruption. And he is making a statement out there. I am sure it has over something thousand views right now saying that people, I am not Anas. As a matter of fact, I'm not even a Ghanaian. I am somebody who is a model. I'm out here doing my thing and I'm actually uh, working. And maybe if I want to go to Ghana, I would like to be safe. So make sure that you fix that. So that is actually what is uh, going on. You should go and uh, find Russ, uh, Russ Camaro and find out, check out that video because uh, though people say they have found the person who is announced, it's not really him. I'm trying to get him on the show. Maybe, who knows? Next week, I'll be talking to him live about this scare, about this scandal. Could we call it a scandal? I don't know what it is, but we are going to talk about this and see how far he is. So that is a new flash, and that is a by the way. Another new flash is that John Dumelo Foundation. I just saw it on Instagram. He's doing so good things john dumelo is a noted nollywood uh, actor who is quite a handsome man and the ladies love him and all of that and um he recently got married now i'm not a showbiz lady that shares anything of showbiz or gossip or whatever uh but congratulations john dumelo for uh for your wedding uh, he married traditionally to his lovely, lovely dark skinned queen. And it went all over Instagram and she was wearing her, you know, into my or kente. Let me say that she was wearing her kente and looking all the way fabulous. Anyway, uh, one thing that did strike out to me that he has a foundation and they are using drone technology to help farmers in the northern part of Ghana. And the first pilot phase has successfully been completed and the farmers under the program can enjoy higher yields this year. So that is an example of doing something sustainable for our motherland. Yes, that is John Dumelo, who is also not just an actor, but he is somebody uh, who is in 
who has his foundation and the foundation are actually taking care of our motherland so kudos and props to you john dumelo for doing that for our nation uh anyway later on we're gonna be back with uh somebody all the way coming from south africa and he is a noted broadcaster he is uh the founder of african tech roundup who are yet to organize an event coming Tuesday here in Amsterdam, uh, getting into dialogue with people from the diaspora. I happen to be one of the panelists, and we're going to talk about uh, the things that keep us innovative to impact uh, our African heritage. This is business time. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk about how to create career. We're going to talk about how to create success. We're also going to talk about if you are in the sector of uh, tech, IT, digital, uh, what, how you can utilize yourself to impact Africa. Africa is ever moving. At least I know Ghana is. Let's make sure that we keep the pace going. Before that, I just want to go on to a good vibe song. And that is the wedding song of the year. This goes by Davido with his latest hit single called Assurance. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and you're still listening to Africa Unfocused. Uh, just right now, we just got into Boogie Down with a Wizkid collaborating with a Fiat Nocturnal, and that track is called a Daddy-O. Uh, before that was a shout-out Wale. You know he's doing very good for himself right now. Mm, he's making moves. And before that was Diamond Platinum's with his song Waka Waka. And uh, before that was Davida with his uh, latest single, Assurance. I can assure you that that is the love hit single of this year. Probably every African wedding will be um, singing along with that song. They'll be jamming down, making entrances. I feel that Davido, Davido has his way of bringing the songs that really get, you know, the, the love people happy, get us in the mood. Uh, that was uh, a major thing of some African sounds that you just heard. Uh, as I announced earlier, you are still listening to Africa on Focus, the place where we share success stories by Africans one by one. And they could be from the continent and they could be from the diaspora alike. The main thing is that they get to sh share their success story and we get to find, kind of pinpoint on how we can create successes for ourselves. That is the reason why we he are here. A little bit, uh, almost getting to 7.45, and I promise you that we have a really, really special guest that can kind of give us the ins and outs on how you are, how you can really be an African professional, booking success after success, all the way from South Africa. But before that, I just want to give uh, a shout out to people that are listening. I see comments saying hi and giving waves and, and doesn't matter what. Uh, Sueba Gumbo, girl, I see you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it. This tech thing is definitely your lane. So uh, I know that you have been kind of waiting to hear. Shout out to you, girl. That's my girl. That's uh, the lady who is introducing CrossFit to Africa. And that's going to be my special guest really soon. She has a really interesting story. Shout out to you. Yes. <laughs> also, I have It's Henry Fizzy. Thank you, It's Henry Fizzy, for listening. Make sure that you spread the word because you're still listening to Africa Unfocused. And I'm your girl, uh, Miss Abba. 
Today we have a special guest and I announced him earlier today, but I'll just give you a freshen up. It's uh, the founder and the brain behind uh, African Tech Roundup. It's one of the least things that he is doing actually. Um, African Tech Roundup, just to give you a kind of background info on what that is, is a Johannesburg-based media and insights organization, aka Village Square. Now, he's going to explain to us later on what a Village Square really means. I think it sounds nice, don't you think? Uh, which tracks the progress of Africa's emerging digital tech and innovation industries? The reason why I brought him over here is, one, I think his story is super interesting. Uh, for all of you who are working in tech, um, that being such a broad uh, term or a sector that I even have to dive into and still have to define what that really means. But th that's okay. That's why he is here. And another thing is also that on coming Tuesday, he's organizing a very special event, uh, which is open to people who are uh, African interested in Africa and uh, who have what we say in Dutch affinität in Africa and that would like to engage uh, with people from the diaspora panel members uh, coming from booking.com all kinds of names and, and people that will be coming even I am a panelist yes and I'll be engaging on uh, how we are still staying in touch with our country as in terms of our profession so uh, if you are with me and you are seated I would like for you to give a round of applause for Andile Masuku <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Oh my word I'm, I'm really good after that. That was really <laughs> kind. And really nice to be here. Shout out to you, high radio peeps. Whoop, whoop. How you doing? <laughs> Great to have you coming all the way here from Johannesburg. That is right. That is right. Well, um, well, I'm originally from Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe. Yes, now I come by way of Johannesburg. Uh, I like to say I'm African first. Um, I am Zimbabwean next. Right. And then I'm a Joe Burger third. <laughs> All right. So that's how it be. And then I'm here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you also for uh, being here. All the way. You just arrived here together with your lovely wife. Hey, wifey. <laughs> <laughs> she's dope. She's waving, y'all. Um, yeah, she's just dope. Um, so I, I roll heavy. I roll heavy. <laughs> Have your team, have your woman hey, strong. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Came in this afternoon. How was your trip? Do you know what? The first flight was dodgy. Oh. I haven't been well. Um, the last right. week has been pretty hectic and yeah, the, you know, so it, it kind of came to a head with the first flight to Dubai mm -hmm. and then the, the flight to the Netherlands, I think it was smooth, it, yeah, smooth as anything. <laughs> the service was great. And then the weather's incredible today. And yeah, it is. Yeah. So it set it me up to, to land in, 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 in the Netherlands for the first time with my wife and feeling good about it too. Oh, that's good. So you yeah. kind of have a, a warm welcome, as we would, yes. <laughs> as we would say. Yes, thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Prepping yeah. for our, um, our wonderful event that is going to come up, which I'm even so excited for. Uh, we're going to talk about that Absolutely. in a bit. But first, I would like to know, because um, I have you here, uh, yeah. for the people that are probably tech outsiders, because yeah. that is your lane, who is um, Andile? So Andy was born in 1984, um, the last born of three boys um, in Lady Rodwell uh, maternity ward. Okay. Uh, that's in Bulawayo, which is the second city in, in uh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. I was you know, born to doctors um, Leonard and Elsie Masugu. And, um, and really, I suppose, you know, to link it to the whole what I do now, you know, it started with, you know, my father, basically his life being changed by 
a rather simple technology or a technology we consider pretty pretty simple nowadays, which is you know the pen and paper, the the printing press even. Printing press, right? Yeah, because it took two years for my dad to be documented as a citizen of Zimbabwe, so we don't even know if he's truly 70 this year or, wow. or not. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's just telling that I know for sure that I was born in 1984. I, c I came um, to my family at a time when they'd left you know, the townships of, of Bulawayo two years before I was born. And, and I was just born to all this opportunity. Much of it built on, quote-unquote, um, simple technologies that had taken um, my parents from the villages they grew up in and, and the abject poverty they came from to to a place where they could create a, a springboard for a kid like me so i think that's just a um that's my way of sort of you know you know giving honor and an ode to, to what's come before to being humble to the notion of what technology really is and in terms of just enabling things to happen because we like to use these big terms for it and we like to think of you know you know uh, vr and artificial intelligence yeah. and and those are great things, and mm -hmm. we, you know, and the apps are great. You know, social media rocks, and um, but we, especially when you're from the continent and you you're in touch with with the grassroots, you start to understand that innovation, and certainly the technology that enables it, is sometimes uh, not necessarily as as flashy or high tech as what you'd expect, and yet, in that, in that is the beauty and, and the potential of what we all need to sort of back and be excited about as, as Africans or diasporans all over the world. And so, yeah, I'm here today um, because my parents built a life off the back of incredible opportunities that were delivered by, you know, humble technologies. Um, I mostly, as, as the sort of executive producer and founder of African Tech Roundup, now talk about how we can move things forward. And... And also just questioning the narrative that is told about what Africa needs, you know, and, and how Africa is going to get from A to B. And is mobile the future? Does everyone need a smartphone? You know, is M-Pesa everything? Is, you know what I mean? There are all these oversimplifications about what Africa needs to do and how they need to do it and who needs to help them. And I'm interested in, in sort of going, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to be part of this, of this narrative. Um, we need to test the authenticity of the people who are spinning this narrative about us, for us, by us. Um, and, and not all of them are up to no good, don't get me wrong. It's, it's just if we don't participate, if we don't start to own the narrative, if we don't start to understand that the narrative leads to, to actual uh, outcomes that we might not be a part of or might not actually benefit us as a continent, as a people across the world, then we'll be missing a trick. And so I think... That's really my interesting technology. It isn't just because, oh, you know, cool things are cool, yeah. gadgets are fun, or, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. venture capital is interesting and startups are, are dope. It's, it's actually more about um, understanding that if we appreciate the role of technology uh, as a potential sort of, uh, as a, and its potential to take us forward, then we won't be so quick to just farm it off to other people. We'll be quite keenly involved. We will become very inventive. We will start to, 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 to solve our own problems. We will take the problems we've solved and try and scale them across the world. We'll produce solutions that they don't, they wouldn't think about in the, in the Netherlands because they don't have to, right? Yeah. And, and, and perhaps that gives us an edge on the rest of the world, you know? So, yeah, I know that's a long answer to a very simple question, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm quite passionate about what I get to do, and yeah. I know I'm bl really blessed to, to, to be able to, to jump on a mic, yeah. um, to influence people, to speak, to travel the world, uh, and share this message. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. That's, that's an um, interesting point of view. And I think that uh, as for the tech part and how we as Africans, Africans can help ourselves evolve, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that uh, obviously later on. Yeah. Um, so how did your interest for tech really start? Because you actually come from a medical background. Well, well, actually, not medical background. So, so, so much. Uh, I suppose if I suppose if you, to link it to what I really wanted to be when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I wanted veterinarian. To be, yes, uh, you know, I really loved animals, and in retrospect, I think it would have been a career that broke my heart because even today, I have just the, just the thought of owning a pet like fills me with such you know. Oh, really? Like That's I'm already living in the day where I have to say goodbye to that pet because you know it's going <laughs> to die on me and stuff. So. So no, that didn't happen. Okay. Um, my parents are both academics, um, and uh, my dad sort of uh, <laughs> bullied me into a business degree, uh, right. which I'm happy he did. I was, you know, I was resentful for many years because I felt, oh my word, I was forced into this thing. And, yeah. and so yeah, I did the whole BBA, you know, Bachelor of Business Administration, management degree, mm -hmm. and all through varsity, I, I put, you know, I'd, I'd wait tables, I do, I do all these jobs around yeah. varsity, and do this to to put myself through classical singing and. And, and classical singing yeah wow that's a creative talent you've got <laughs> yeah i mean i used to yeah so i mean i i was into the arts into creative expression i wanted to you know i certainly knew i wanted to be in media and um so i mean i but i had to pay for those demos and, and to get it to voiceover work and that kind of thing and one thing led to another um you know after varsity after you know several gigs you know i should say a handful of gigs um finally got the opportunity to break uh, I finally got a break on South African television in, in what was then the biggest business advice show in the entire country. So I was, your boy was being watched by like six, seven million people a week wow. um, on, on a show that was so big that, um, you know, Shark Tank and, and what's the other one from, from the UK, um, Dragon's Den, those things couldn't touch us. Like they were in the country too. But they were so there were such tiny shows that you know I mean our show was doing so well, yeah. and so I spent four years doing that, and, and you know that led into a, 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 into consulting within media and for brands and stuff like that, and really turned me into a consulting into a consultant within the space. But this was traditional media, mm -hmm. um, and around about the, sh the time that show wrapped, you know after its fourth season, um, you know this podcast thing was becoming a thing, and. In South Africa, when was that? In South that? Africa, so this is, um, I would say, about four years ago. Oh, that's quite. Yeah, so podcasting wasn't becoming a thing. It was just, um, I looked, I looked around. I said, look, this show's wrapped. It's, it wrapped sooner than I'd liked. Um, uh, the, the main sponsor pulled out, and and you know the, the the owners of the trademark didn't want to take it elsewhere, and and so overnight there was this thing that this massive brand I've been a part of, and, and that made me a household name, uh, in, in 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 some circles. Um, that suddenly went away and I was like, who am I without this thing? And, and what do I really want to say? And what does being a media personality or a broadcaster mean within this context? And I picked up a mic, a podcast mic, and started to share my story interviewing people. And, and, and then because that show was like a business advice show, it was like entrepreneurship and small business and that kind of thing, the, the overlap between sort of business and, and tech and how tech can move things forward like started to become quite apparent. Like the businesses that seemed to do well weren't necessarily doing all this flashy stuff tech-wise, but they were leveraging tech in clever ways. Like they were doing email better than other people. They were, uh, their websites were performing better than other people. They, they were finding ways yeah. to integrate, um, you know, uh, 
software development into their into their processes to to gain efficiencies of other people and these are the sort of tech stories quote unquote tech stories that never get told and you know because we're all looking out for like snapchat and facebook yeah exactly and really so the, i started to develop an interest in wait if you really just think smart in terms of like how to apply even in basic terms mm-hmm. uh smart technological innovation in your business whatever it is whether you you fry pancakes for a living you know frankly there are ways you could be smart about that too yeah so that's kind of my into tech where it was like well um eventually a lot of the people i was interviewing were people who had a say around these things and that's what frustrated me because i looked around and all the stories about tech in africa seemed to be about all these glitzy glamorous things if it wasn't impesa or financial technology or fintech or if it wasn't um if it wasn't agri-tech, if it wasn't all these other things, it didn't matter. And I was like, nah, I need to tell these stories. I need to help uh, shed light on these incredible individuals who are involved in the scene of innovation and entrepreneurship and technology. And, well, the world responded with, yes, thank you, Andile. And, and today we're the biggest show of its kind in podcast terms uh, in the world at what we do. And um, all in just three short years, you know, so what can I say? God is good. Um, Amen. But, but yeah, he's, but also, um, I honestly believe that, you know, it's, it's quite simple. If for, for those of us on the continent in the diaspora, there's a white space for anyone who figures out an actual need and hacks at it a hundred weeks in a row, a hundred weeks in a row, like pick your lane. And I'm not saying just go pick something you want to do. You need to find something that, clearly has assigned value to an audience or or a customer base they give you validation for that for that value it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary value but they indicate to you that what you're doing is what we need need, right and you get that validation in whatever shape or form it comes Mm -hmm. and once you figure out once that validation is in place hack at that thing for a hundred weeks in a row which is what we did about two years is that right dude two years week in week out we were doing this show we were producing the show this woman is here as testimony my wife is here she's quiet in the background but i mean it was being recorded in my in in our lounge i mean you know it 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 got us fighting y'all it got us like got my wife really upset because i mean i'm onto a future that she you know she didn't quite see yet and 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 obviously the validation I'm receiving, uh, you know, is not going to her. She's just like my my house is being taken over. Our weekends are being stolen to produce a show, and we don't even know who's listening. Well, you know what I mean. At least it yeah. felt that way. Yeah. Um, but it turns out um, you do that long enough, like you end up in the Netherlands talking to exactly. Abba, you know. <laughs> so there you go. Ready for an event coming Tuesday? Yeah. I think that is a uh, very key. So. Uh, Building consistency on a hundred week, hundred weeks in that's, a row. That's my thesis, Ms. Abba. Coming it's like, back. It's like, it's like, you got to put in that work and get it undeniable. It's like I was speaking to you guys off mic. I was like, how long have you guys yeah. been going? Three years. I'm like, two years in, Yeah. you guys were undeniable. Yeah. That's basically how it rolls because I think a lot of the time, especially with black business, um, half the job is just proving to people that this isn't a whim. That you know that you know you you didn't just wake up tomorrow you know yesterday and go oh well you know I deserve to be so and so and doing what what, and and I feel like um, part of the discipline we need to have as a as a culture, um, not just because it's good for us, but also just because there's a higher standard advantage of us unfairly, because you know we're people of color we're from the continent we're the diaspora. and it's that's just facts right fam that's just facts and so we need to be ready to be like. I am here. 
How? Oh yeah, we see you, fam. No, no, no. I'm here. Like two years later. To stay. I'm here. You <laughs> yeah. know, and and that's what high radio is, and that's what we are at African Take Roundup. It's like we're here. It's this is not a fad. This is not a fad to us. Africa is not a trend. You know what I mean? It's not an investment trend that's going to pass. We had the Asian tigers. Now it's Africa because, yeah. you know, the youngest population. And, no, 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 fam. We're invested. Like, mm-hmm. Africa's got to work because our kids need to grow up there. Yeah, You definitely. know, we need, we, we need that co- continent to work. So this is, this is real for us. And it's not, gonna, it's not going away, you know, just because, you know, we found something better to do. Exactly. Yeah. On that note, we're just going to go into a new song, and that is um, a song by Stanley Clementina. We are coming back to talk with uh, Andy Lee about how his story began in Johannesburg, because he's Zimbabwean. (laughs) I would really like to know on that. And obviously, uh, since we're also about Africa on Focus, I want to make sure if he can teach me a thing or two of his language. (laughs) We're going to get back to that. But first, we are listening to Stanley Clementina. an artist from Curaçao, the Caribbean, but he gives a very good African vibe with his single, Conversa Cune. Uh, listen to that and we'll be right back.
other facilities are poor, we operate a predatory neocolonial capitalist system which is founded on fraud and exploitation. And therefore, you are bound to have corruption institutionalized. Many criminal cases are settled in police stations. I bet it can be. I'm sorry, I'm just a student. I'm a student of the University of Lagos. We're just coming from the club, okay? So my friend and I, well, no, sir, I have my ID to prove. are vital to the 2018 Ghana Party in the Park on Saturday, 14th of July at Trent Park Cockfosters. From 12 noon to 8 p.m., attractions on the day to include live music, food, cultural dancing, kids' activities, fun fairs, plus more. Advanced tickets, £15 from ghanapartyinthepark.co.uk or your local shop. Come with the family, mum, dad, brother, sister, auntie and uncle. Get your traditional outfits ready. Let's showcase the best of Ghana cultural to the world. For more info, follow us all on social media at Aquaba UK. Text, WhatsApp or call 07733-791-988. Saturday, 14th of July, 2018. Ghana Party in the Park Family Fun Day. A unique magical experience bringing the family together. One amazing event supported by World Dream It, Ghana Commercial Bank, Unity Link and Pay Global. Download the app for total confidence. Listen to high radio. Uh, yes, people, we are back. You're listening to Africa Unfocused. That was just a slight commercial break, and I'll just repeat it again. <laughs> Party in the Park is just around the corner in London, and High Radio is a proud sponsor. Yes. 
Uh, we are back with Africa Unfocused. As I mentioned before, this is the place where we share success stories from Africans one by one. We interview entrepreneurs, professionals from Africa and the diaspora. We figure out, we get into the nitty gritty of how they create successes and how we can create successes from our own. So African youth, make sure that you tune in and find out whether you were thinking about just starting that business or launching that thing. Maybe you were hesitant. Well, now is the time to change that form of hesitation and be sure about yourself and get to work. Today, we have a special guest um, here at the studio. And just the track that we just listened to right now, if you are interested, look it online. Uh, before, the first one I played was Stanley Clementina with Kumbesa uh, Kune, um, a song in Papiomets uh, with an African vibe. I think you should get that on your playlist. And also, we listened to Fowls with This Is Nigeria. Check out that video because it's quite of um, a controversial song. Not every Nigerian is is particularly proud of that, you know, but some are because uh, the song, uh, which is like a parody or not a parody, a copy of This Is America, a uh, single of Childish uh, Gambino, and he uses that song to address social issues that uh, are happening in America that are really, really relevant to especially black people today. And Fowles, in his own style, addresses the crazy things that happen uh, in Nigeria, such as the police not doing enough, in his um, in his opinion, to uh, address uh, terrorism. Uh, you know how we Africans can get with our religion, having uh, pastors that kind of fool the game and have people to put in money and use the money or run away. All of that, you should go and check it out. I think it's super creative. I give kudos to Fowles for putting that video together and just what two weeks or something i mean how how long has that week has that song been out i mean wasn't that like three weeks ago i'm sure it's not more than a month ago so be able to jump in the studio and you know say you know what i'm gonna make a direct copy of that song i think that's amazing go and check it out i think it's something worth watching and as i mentioned today we have a special guest here at the studio and he is um um tech columnist he is a broadcaster he um, has invented and created quite of a few things for himself he's the founder of african tech roundup and that is uh, andile masugu do i pronounce it well do you know what you do quite well so really? i mean i always tell i always tell people really it's just italian vowels it's a d le and then masugu is a little harder because it's a it's a gentle k because of because it's in Debele and Yes, or Zulu, but, uh, but yeah, or Swati, Masugu. You wouldn't say Masuku, you'd say Masugu. Masugu. Yeah, I so see. Andile Masugu. You see, you get, it, you get it right. Andile. Andile Masugu. Masugu. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so what language is that? So Andile actually is a word, uh, is a Nguni word that... Um, yeah, that um, appears, it, well, it's there in, in, in Tosa, it's there in Ndebele, it's there in Swati, it's there in Sizulu. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have Swati heritage. Swati. Yes, but I was raised in Ndebele because my parents uh, were, were bo born to that culture. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother being Ndebele, my father, of course, of Swati heritage, but, but, uh, but born and, and raised in the Ndebele culture. Ndebele. Um, and frankly, like, you could get, like, a Swati person, uh, uh, someone who speaks Sisizulu, someone who speaks Tosa, someone who speaks um, Siswati, and you could have them in a room all speaking their own languages and all understand each other. Oh, yeah, right. but, um, look, there'll be certainly vocabulary issues 
here and there. But by and large, we could all stick to our own language and understand each other. Mm. Um, and so, and so, Anjile basically just means um, uh, is is a name uh, usually given to the last born, often a male in the Ndebele culture, sometimes a female in in the Zulu and Swati cultures. And Andile means they've multiplied. Oh, um, I see. The, the implication in my case is the 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 Masugu men. The Masuwu boys have multiplied, hence they are sufficient. Oh, okay. So in, in my particular case, that was the implied meaning, which is... Saying it's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's enough, actually. Yeah, we, we're good. We've got three. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's enough. It's let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it, uh, let's keep it there. Let's just uh, full stop. Uh, yeah. Period. You know, yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's such an interesting story. What I love so much, because even in West African uh, our tribes, our, our names have meaning. Yes. You know? And uh, I kind of love that hearing about that, that even in Zimbabwe, that kind of has the same uh, route or story behind it, uh, which I love so much. Um, so what is your language specifically? So I speak Sindebele. I, I was raised in Sindebele. So it's actually quite interesting. On my mother's side of the family, so my, my grandmother on my mother's side was actually um, uh, Venda. Which is another tribe. Which is actually... Which is, uh, and and then my my grandfather on my mother's side was Ndebele. Mm -hmm. um, he was a Spanda, and and then on my father's side, um, my grandfather was Masugu, which is uh, of Swati descent. Um, mm -hmm. You'll find our clan in the northern parts of KZN or KwaZulu Natal in South mm -hmm. Africa, as well as in Swaziland. All right. We actually attend the the king's court. Right. In, in in Swaziland, so mm -hmm. we're not royalty, but we we do we do lie at the king's feet. <laughs> as Royal were. association. Yes, yes, no, but yeah. So that's I mean, it's, the clan's quite proud of that role um, in that context. Uh, so that's my my grandfather comes from that, and then my grandmother, my father's side, uh, my my dad's mom was actually Mandebele. So mm -hmm. she was like as Ndebele as they come, as it mm -hmm. turns out. So um, so quite an interesting mixed heritage, but raised in in, in Zimbabwe where. And Debele people, frankly, um, anyone who's not Shona is part of the um, sort of 15 to 20 mm -hmm. uh, percent um, of everyone else who's not Shona, which is the, pr the dominant, dominant sort of tribe. culture and tribe. Um, the Debele now, from what I understand, we haven't had a census in a while of anywhere between 10 and 15 percent of that. Oh. But you get pretty much every, you, you get uh, quite a lot of other sort of tribes and, and cultures mixed in there. Um, but typically, even when you're um, you're something else, you're 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 so tsonga or or, or venda tosa within the, the Zimbabwean context, often you default to one of these two major cultures, identity-wise. Um, and so, yeah, well, I, I definitely identify in, in terms of of my culture as Ndebele, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which culturally is very very close to the 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 you know the Zulu tribal. Um, uh, you know, in terms of cultural observances and things like that, and dress, uh, yes. certainly a lot in common with with the Zulu. Mm, yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. That is enough to make me do research this coming week yeah. and find out more. Yeah. And so, Johannesburg now? So, Johannesburg. So, I've spent most of my life um, being a diaspora, actually. Um, and granted, I mean, you'd argue that South Africa is like right next door to Zimbabwe, and um, it's actually in many respects, uh, a world away from Zimbabwe as well. A world away? Yeah, because, I mean, South Africa really is, 
as far as the continent is concerned, yes, I mean, Nigeria is the biggest. Uh, shout out to my, my Niger-born <laughs> people. <laughs> shout out to you. But uh, yeah, so biggest economy and all that. And a ton is going on in Nigeria. To, lots to be excited about. But South Africa really, because of its unfortunate sort of colonial history and among other, you know, many other issues sort of have led to South Africa being, in many respects, um, in, in, in many respects, a first world uh first world uh, version of Africa. That's what they say. Though. I, I say hear that, that a lot. Yeah, and I, I say that really hesitantly because I don't like that term. And in many respects, um, you know, we're not all the way there yet. And, and South Africa is just as African as everywhere else. But because of these differences and the nuances and the cultural complexity and the historical complexity of South Africa, it really is a world away from the world I grew up in, in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was young, um, three years my family lived in in the philippines of all places um so i was a diaspora there and um and then now i mean together all the time i've lived and worked in south africa and studied in south africa all the years i spent away from home you know when i was younger i spent more time away from the country and granted i'm there every year at least two or three times often and, and that kind of thing but I definitely identified Joburg as my as my city, mm. and 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 it's saying a lot because Joburg is not it doesn't embrace um, readily. <laughs> oh, it doesn't embrace readily. Um, there there are lots of reasons why. A lot of them are class related. A lot of them are like sort of um, really unfortunate, uh, uh, you know, tribal distinctions, uh, racial issues. Joburg is not an easy place. It's it's not unlike New York. In terms of, you know, if you can make it there, you can make it anyway. All right. Uh, and, and, and so really it's God's grace that I, I've been able to, to carve out, you know, a place for my, my, you know, not myself, but you know, my family in, in, this, in that big city. And, and also just be comfortable enough to not feel like I'm faking it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm going, oh, you know, they're going to catch me out one day. I actually belong there mm-hmm. in a way. You know, as much as I belong in Bulawayo or Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. I, I assert myself as a, as a citizen. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Joburg, and, and that's my relationship with South Africa. It's a very complicated one because I'm as Zimbabwean as I come. I'm very um, cognizant and and humble um, of where of my roots, and um, there are a lot of Zimbabweans who, especially when they have a heritage like mine, lean really heavily into oh well, you know, our people used to be Zulu, or I'm originally Swatian. And kind of discard like where they were born and the richness of that comes with that with that complexity. And I feel I don't want to assume that's true for you, for example, where I mean, born and bred here, um, but as Ghana as Ghanaian as as anything, I think there's a beauty to sort of acknowledging how complicated it is to be and have to live that out. Absolutely. Um, Because it's a lot easier to just be like turn your back on one thing and just be you know. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's a beauty in all of us just owning. Whatever history it is, if it's tragic, just own it. If it's beautiful, own it. If it's complicated, grapple with it. You know, and and that's what I'm trying to do. All right. Yeah. I think they, I think I can kind of um, identify what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you just mentioned it that you often or we often adjust to the default <laughs> yeah. culture in the area yeah. and uh, let go of uh, where we're from originally. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole story to it here in the Netherlands, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably ten years ago, it would be that you would find Africans uh, that wouldn't admit to the fact that okay, this is where I'm from. Or, For real. Yes, wow. definitely. Uh, especially young people. It had to do with the culture at that time. It had to do with um, the 
latest generation not being as embracive yeah. of their uh, African heritage. I'll definitely tell you all about it later on. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the Wakanda? Did you think like uh, Black Panther helped? Uh, Black make Panther it cool, helped. like to be like, well, I guess I have somewhere to be from, or or was it already in the making, or did was it corny? Yeah. Good I don't question. know. Yeah. Good question. Um, I would, I think one would uh, easily say that it was Wakanda that contributed to that. Um, I happen to have written for uh, This Is Africa, I think about from 2011. So I was kind of keeping an eye on uh, the development as, as to how the diaspora identifies with the African heritage. And I would say that it kind of started to be, to awaken uh, around 2010, 11. And what set that off, I think, for young people, what contributed was music, the arts aspect. Yeah. Um, Afrobeat? Afrobeat, yeah. The yeah. trend, some some way or the other, there was there, there is this trend in, for in mainstream, for mainstream kind of here in the Netherlands. Uh, this trend of Africanism and Afro this, Afro that, which makes it cool for young people. Yeah. And um, I think about 2011, I kind of saw it in fashion yeah. coming through. Um, people discovered that, hey, you know, my African wear or something, I can kind of wear it in a, in a new fashion way, fashionable way. Yeah. Uh, sometimes somewhat Western, you know, I can flip some styles together. So people would really become creative with that. Uh, the internet has really contributed to that as well. Yeah. Uh, social media. Yeah. Um, I feel like everything you're saying is also happening in tech because. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't like to make it sound like we're a big deal because Mark Zuckerberg visits or you know Bill Gates <laughs> is, is is in Nigeria yeah. every year or Jack Ma like you know mm -hmm. visits and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm naming people who are part of like the biggest establishment established tech plays in the world. Mm -hmm who are signaling, signaling to the world that if if you want to see what innovation looks like, look over there. Mm -hmm. um, not because it's not happening in Silicon Valley or in the Netherlands or wherever else. Yeah. It's just there's a purity to, to how and why we innovate in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, In the same way, I suppose, uh, without promoting the movie, because I had my issues with it. But <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole dis <laughs> different dis dis discussion, you know. Um, but in the same way, I mean, the notion of Wakanda and how and why they've had to develop all this technology and how they deploy it and all the issues that come up with the way they're trying to assert themselves. Um, I feel like that's representative of, you know, how and why, you know, people buy a smartphone in Africa. It's not the same reason you buy one here. It's the reason why the reason WhatsApp is the biggest sort of social media platform in, on the continent right now has yes it's 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 you know it wasn't the first of its kind there's a there's a specific reason why africa's bought into whatsapp in a way it is perhaps other places in the world haven't quite done you know and so it's it's in trying to uncover that those stories it, that's when you find like the truth in oh this is why africa is the way it is oh this is what africa would do well to grab onto and i think it's that's why i asked the question i you know i, I think um, a time is coming when, you know, young startup founders, your entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, their aspirations will be like, if I haven't made it work in Africa, I haven't made it work anyway, you know, and, totally and I feel like that's, uh, it's nice to be a part of this way that's, I think is starting to build. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think it's, um, what I also love is that you kind of awaken, um, you're starting to create dialogue 
within the diaspora yeah. uh, with your upcoming event. Speaking of that, um, what brings you to the Netherlands? <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting, right? So so we started this little podcast, like that story I told earlier. Um, if you weren't if you weren't there, like where have you been? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I started a podcast three years ago, and we we started like as a for us by us a full boost situation, right? Uh, only to discover like a year and a half in that two thirds of our audience was in fact abroad. Our biggest audience is actually the U.S., followed by the U.K., then South Africa, then Kenya and Nigeria in that order. Our second largest city in in terms of listenership in Europe, guess where? Guess where? Guess Amsterdam. where? Amsterdam. Amsterdam, baby. Amsterdam. So th- shout out to you all for, for, for supporting our hustle and, and for really participating in what you call it so rightly so. It's it's a village square. We also sort of graduated from it being the Andile show or the Andile and, and Musa show to realizing that, listen, the more we turned it into what is, you know, into into... The more we allowed it to be what it was trying to be, which is, frankly, one of the only places people of color, Africans in the diaspora, Africa-focused individuals can come and actually have dialogue around things, you know, around actual things that are like, you know, leave the hype outside. Like, we happen to be one of the only places in the world right now that that let that happen. And that's what you call the village square. And so that's what brought us to to the Netherlands, because it's like, well... um, I don't know why I keep bringing up Wakanda, but I mean, we saw in that movie what happens if you if you if you cut off the village's children. You know, the the, the children are born away from the village or have to leave for whatever reason. And if you don't acknowledge them when they do return to the village, they might just come back to burn it down and yeah. not participate in a meaningful manner. And and we need our brothers and sisters in the diaspora to to bring their everything they gleaned here, the intelligence, knowledge. The, the knowledge, the um, the resources. The, the energies, the mindset, the perspective. We need you guys part of what's going on in Africa. This business of us and you, and we're over here trying to push the continent, you guys are pushing it. That nonsense has to stop right now. Absolutely. And we had to come and find out who is listening to this podcast over here. Like, what are the issues here? Like, um, how, how, what, we need to test the nature and strength of the relationship between what is going down in, on the continent and what's happening abroad. And, and, this, and, and we need to stop allowing media outlets and people who are not invested in Africa's future to determine what the narrative is. Frankly, even, I mean, even this movie we keep talking about, it's a Hollywood production. It's been yeah, it vetted, weighed, and distributed, and, and frankly, it's been, it's, 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 been, it's been weighed for decency mm-hmm. by people who aren't... Our people. Our people. And so we, and we let that happen. And I'm not, shout out to everyone involved in that movie, and, and I'm not bringing it down. I'm just saying, um, it, you know, it has its place in terms of what it's doing for the culture. But what I'm saying is, what about you listening to me right now? You know, um, you, you know, listening to and watching everything else and everyone else and buying the magazines and doing this and, and letting other people tell you about your own, your, where your, you're from. Where you're from. That's that's got to stop. So that's why we're here. We're here to to bring the we're bringing the village here. Um, we're also just extending. When we say bring the village here, we're bringing news from from the motherland. Sure, um, we'll do that. But we're also here to like this is your village. This is your square. Like your voice matters. Like we need to hear what's up. You know, there are things about 
being here and 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 Europe and and its role in world affairs and 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 its influence on 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 us as Africans that you understand better than we do sitting over there in Johannesburg, right? So um, we want to understand that Amsterdam claims to have this whole impact focus, Africa centric sort of investment focus, you know, impact investment and foreign aid and. And, um, you know, all of these things that we want to know, okay, so how, you know, is all of it healthy? Is it good? How are you a part of it? What do you think could be better? You know what I mean? Um, how do we rope these well-meaning individuals who want to be involved with us in a way that works for us? You know, all of these questions need to be answered. And we're not here to sort of just shout, you know, to, 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 to make anyone look bad. We're here to sort of get real for a minute. And... Um, and so grateful that you're going to be as part of the Yay. event. Oh, my word. You know, so we're bringing one of Africa's own voices. Um, you're an innovator in your own right. I mean, as an entrepreneur, as an artist, you know what I'm saying? As your involvement in, in, in sort of grassroots entrepreneurial development right here in, in the Netherlands. Come on. Like, why wouldn't we have you at the Village Square? Like, it'd be ridiculous, right? Honored. Honored to be a part of it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even wait. And it's coming Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's um, short and sweet, guys. I mean, really, we're just bringing you into the intimacy of creating podcast with us. Mm -hmm. And we totally want you to be part of the conversation. It's 6 for 6.30. 8.30, we're done. We know you guys. That sun sets late. In time for your dinner. Go catch it. We'll have some snacks. Don't get me wrong. You, you know, you'll be starving. It'll be nice and cozy. It'll be nice and cozy. It'll be like light refreshment, whatnot. But um, beautiful and intimate. My mate, Musa Kalenga, who's actually landing uh, tomorrow morning. Who's the co-founder of African? Who's the co-founder? And he's my co-host on the show. He's the happens to be the second person Facebook Africa hired in in in, in on the continent. So All right. when App, when Facebook moved to the continent, like set up shop properly, Musa was the second person they hired. He was second in charge. Um, uh, he comes with like a wealth of like corporate experience, like branding experience. He's got the, the MBA. He's been. Uh, we brought the team through Tayo Akinyemi, who she, she's flying in from Chicago. She's also the other third part of our team, also going to be here. Um, and then, of course, like we have in terms of the panel, we've got Charles Ojay, incredible Nigerian entrepreneur of Hyber. We've got um, Babu Signoni of, of Booking.com. He's a UX designer, uh, um, originally from Zimbabwe, hey. like built his <laughs> career in South Africa. We've got Tanya Habimana. Um, oh, yes. Uh, I believe she's a friend of the show. And um, she's doing incredible things. Um, spent a lot of time here in, in, in Amsterdam yes, with Suit Supply yeah. before she went uh, you know, to the UK and then to South Africa to start this incredible sort of media content business, branding business, consulting business, incredible young mind. Yeah. And then Goodwell Investments. Oh, well, we have one of their finest. Danai. Hey. Musandu. Um, <laughs> Uh, and she's uh, an investment associate with Goodwill Investments. They've been investing in, in quite a few African startups based right here in the Netherlands, dudes. And, and it's stuff that I know a lot of people listening to us probably didn't know. Like, it's like, yes, we've got like Zimbabweans involved at the highest level. People with like direct links to the Netherlands. Yes, you can be involved. You can be involved. And, and, and we want you to come hear about it. We want your voice involved. We want to in, you want you on podcast. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. We're just excited to be here. All right. Yeah. On that note, we are going to come back in just a little bit. And um, uh, while you're going to explain to us like the whole, because when I think think about tech, 
Um, I kind of think too much, I'm afraid. So I would later on kind of like to hear from you uh, kind of examples as to what I could think of. Uh, innovation, digital, tech, those all kind of words that um, I kind of would like to see, kind of have a picture to. Gotcha. So when we get back, uh, we would like to hear from you on that. And also our listeners who are still uh, listening. Kwame Ananse one. Uh, shout out to you, Astrologic, Komna uh, Logic, MC Logic. So good to hear from you. If you've got any questions uh, for Andila Masaku, uh, make sure that you drop a comment on Facebook. If you got my WhatsApp number, uh, make sure that you um, send me a message. Uh, but first, we're going to listen to um, just the song and of an artist I love so much who is called Amanda Black. She is a South African Ooh, artist. Oh, I dig her. Oh, she is so good. <laughs> yeah, she's, re she's really talented. I know, right? Yeah. I hope that um, I'm, I'm kind of stalking her on Instagram, telling her you need to come to Amsterdam. Who <laughs> would that one work? They would love her here. They would, right? Yeah, I You guys with their festivals, the North Sea. Absolutely, yeah. right? Yeah. North Sea jazz and all of that. Um, anyway, we're going to listen to uh, her latest track, which is called uh, Kale, if I pronounce it well. Uh, South Africans don't hate me on this one. Uh, this is single I love so much. So enjoy in the meantime as you listen to Amanda Black. Yes, and we're back. You're still listening to Africa Unfocused live from Amsterdam. It is about 8.45. In just about 20 minutes, we are finishing off with uh, Africa Unfocused. But uh, we still have some time left. And as I mentioned before, we have a very, very special uh, guest. Uh, you just listened to Ufrena uh, with his single, A Long Time. Uh, before that was Chidima with her uh, single, uh, Yanga, coming from Nigeria. And before that was Amanda Black, a singer I love so much with her single, uh, Kale. I just got the interpretation of what that song really means. And if I got it right, she is, you know, this uh, big lady and she's kind of assuring that although I'm a big lady, I can give you all good loving. Right? Yeah, look, she's basically saying in Is It Closer that, um, listen, closer. yeah, it's close. Basically that uh, I'm doing well. He's taking good care of me. Oh, so yeah. um, it's like, um, I know you got things to say about my roles and my lumps and my dumps, um, but that that's just saying my man's doing his thing. Uh, he's oh. taking good care of me. So that's kind of what the song's about. And um, yeah, she's a very talented writer. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that particular song is one she, 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 one she wrote and one she... Um, she well is is it is it personal is it not i guess this is the whole exactly. artist thing right <laughs> like how do you deal with that like as an artist do you yeah. i mean because it's obviously i mean you could go the whitney houston route and and have a whole career based on songs mostly other people wrote i mean I, I know whitney did write some of her things or you could go um you know you know more i i don't know does beyonce is she, is she a good example but i mean uh, you you could certainly be the kind of artist that wrote your, their own songs yeah you know uh, like 
Do you think it's it's better that way, or? It depends. It definitely depends on what kind of artist you are. Uh, I think if you're like really authentic, you write your own stuff, and uh, you really um, kind of on, you know, hands on when it yeah. comes to music, the writing would actually be better for you. Yeah. You know, uh, but if you have what I've noticed, like people who mainly have the voice that speaks, you know, volumes on its own. I think they are uh, people that are written for, yeah. you know, but the the people that kind of have lesser strong voices and are more into songwriting, the Lauren Hills, yeah, you know, Lauren Hill, I think her voice is amazing. Um, but, you know, Whitney is like her voice was like. Yeah, I mean, it's they, life on its own. Yes, <laughs> there's a class distinction, but yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. Lauren Hill, which is you know, my, my all time favorite hip hop artist. Mine as well, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, so I I digress. It was just interesting with that, that was particular by the way. song. Yeah. yeah, did you ever get to meet her, Oscar? Like, hey, is that, is that about you, or did you just find a cool song and sing it? I know, right? Yeah. I, I'm definitely gonna ask her. I'm a fan, Amanda Black. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, back talking about uh, tech. Uh, we talked about yourself, um, you know, an entrepreneur bringing the village, uh, Village Square, yeah. to uh, Amsterdam. Uh, sure. I love how you kind of explained why Amsterdam. Uh, and that was because it was the second city. Yeah, second biggest, uh, second biggest online audience in uh, Europe after London. London is number one. London's the number one European city, city. in terms of like downloads uh, and, and streams of our, of our podcast. So shout out to you, Amsterdam. Thank you so much for, um, you know, bringing purpose to what we do because it's it's clear you have an interest. This is not about supporting us personally. It's about really responding to this call we're making for you guys to be a part of what's happening um, in the motherland. Um, it's quite surreal for me to say that sitting here in Amsterdam, you know, because <laughs> we often joke about how, you know, diasporans or you know, talk about the motherland and they kiss the ground when they come home and stuff like that. <laughs> and we make light of it. But now I'm sitting in this chair in Amsterdam realizing this thing's real, y'all. Like, a lot of people aren't here because they chose to be here. Some are. Um, but I think the one thing we all have in common is that we care about where the continent's growing, going and, Absolutely. and how, how we can be a part of the narrative not just the narrative that helps us get where we're going, but actually the hard work of what gets us there. And it's really heartening to know that there are people in Amsterdam who care about those kind of issues. You wouldn't listen to the show otherwise. So, yeah, um, it's it's an honor to be here. And um, shout out to you, Amsterdam. Hey, Amsterdam. Hey, an Amsterdam. honor to have you as well. Mm. And what I definitely wanted to know, me, myself, <laughs> being in uh, media and, and arts and communications, when I hear of tech, yeah. I think of uh, what comes to mind, tech in Africa is mobile phones and um, uh, telephone companies and IT. Those are the things that come to mind, but I feel it's a bit limited. Can you just explain what the whole package is, what it entails? Yeah. A few examples of that. So I'm going to give you a framework for how to think about technology in a healthy way, especially when it comes to South Africa. Then, then uh, South Africa, when it comes to the continent, and then, any, frankly, anyway, then you can apply that lens to headlines you see or um, when you go searching for more information or you listen to our podcast, things will start to come to you. And, and in fact, your curiosity will keep growing. Here's the thing. Oversimplification is the enemy. What do I mean by that? Well, as it happens, one of the biggest ticket items right now, if you're a venture capitalist looking to invest in, in African tech companies, 
Right now, one of the biggest or most interesting things to you is something called financial technology, fintech, right? Mm -hmm. This is the technology that works or helps us all transact better or, 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 you know, or more readily, um, helps us transact um, in, in ways we didn't before, brings on board people who perhaps couldn't transact before because they didn't have lives online, they weren't digital natives or it, it never brought it. So now we have a whole generation of people on the continent who are now digital, you know, now have like online personas that they never had before. And now there's this big mad gold rush to try and turn those people into actual consumers of product and buying and selling online, you know? So it's things you don't really think about in, 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 in the developed world as much because, I mean, you, you've been having it. The e automatically. Is, yeah, e-commerce has been a thing. You want new shoes. You go shop in the stores and then you go check online to see if you can get it cheaper. You know, that kind of vibe is part of the culture. This is all new to a lot of people in the continent because we still remain developing and a lot of our people are still, you know, living below, you know, the poverty line. So the reason why all this money is flowing into these, in these people is because they lack the literacy to make the decisions you make without even thinking. Hey, you know a good deal from a bad deal. You know how to, how to use credit as a tool and not to damage you know, your, your, you know, your, your financial future and so on and so forth. And so on one hand, oversimplification leads us to think, hey, fintech is this amazing thing because we've got all these Africans who now have smartphones and they can transact now, they have M-Pesa, they're doing, they're economically active, they're part of the economy now, oh, this is wonderful, and there's money flowing from the likes of, you know, investors right here in Amsterdam, like Goodwell, and uh, um, I wanted to name another one, uh, uh, Velocity Capital, and, and, and capital outfits based here in Amsterdam to help this whole thing happen. Oh, what could be wrong with that? Well, as it turns out, some research is starting to emerge that Africa is having one of the world's largest problem, uh, one of the most pervasive issues in terms of online gambling. So now you've got people who didn't have financial literacy being offered credit to bring solar-powered lamps into their homes at like sort of two or three dollars a day. What's that? Nothing. Oh my word! These people never had light before. They're off the grid. Be years before their 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 um their government could bring them electricity. So glad that a company called Mcorpa, you know, um, has brought them these lights at an affordable rate, and 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 has used the, you know, has sort of scraped the data off their mobile phones to make sure that they they are bankable, and now guess what? People are using these these loans, you know, these tiny loans to actually sink themselves into debt, and and start a gambling problem because online gambling is a big business in Africa. So I guess what I'm saying is here's the framework. Oversimplification is the key. You hear or see a headline about Africa and, it, and the role of technology in taking the, the continent forward. You want to be asking yourself the question, what's great about this? What's potentially problematic about this? What should I totally not be excited about in this thing? What are the, what are the narratives everyone involved in this trend are spinning and why? Now, am I saying if you're a fintech founder or an investor in the scene, you, you know, you, you're a problem? No. I'm just saying that it's really important that we, the affected, the, inf the, the, the affected and the invested in the future of Africa, needs to be having honest conversations about what we can call a good idea, a good technological innovation, a problematic one. And sometimes 
both are it's it, and oftentimes it's things like that are happening at the same time so i feel it's not so much an issue of oh, you know what's hot and happening how do i define technology in the african context it's it's the same as it is here anything that helps us do things better than we did before faster than we did before more efficiently than we did before uh, do things we were never able to do whether that technology happens to be a low-tech thing like or a boring technology like hey maybe we can purify water in a way that makes it so that we we can actually turn seawater into drinking water without spending tons of energy and tons of money you know that's not something we that typically makes it onto the radio but 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 yeah just as important as that is uh, technologies that are helping kids learn how to read and write and and assert themselves online and give themselves a future they could never imagine imagine before or and transact or or access lines of credit that allow people to send their kids to varsity for the first time in a generation you know that kind of thing is really important but we can't have just one side of any debate we need to be assessing every technology every potential good even the printing press what are the problems there? The internet. Guess what? It's a double-edged sword. There's, there's fake news. There's an incredible wealth of information we can access all at the same time. We can't pretend that that stuff's not happening at the same time. And, and it's infecting our elections. But at the same time, what, do we shut it down? No, we can't do that. But what do we do? So I feel like it's an exciting time to be, um, uh, you know, to be talking about and thinking about technology in Africa. Because, because come on, like our, our kids are going to look back. 20, 30 years from now and go, I'm so glad they had that conversation, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it set us up to, to like be more responsible or do what Africa really needed. And I feel like that's the framework more of us need to start to have when we think about Africa, what we need, the role of tech, the innovation that matters, the stuff that's just hype, the stuff that's hype but nice to have, mm -hmm. the stuff that's nice to have but hard to have. You know, all of that stuff has to come to the fore. And I feel like that's a framework. If you push that into the world and more of us have it, we're going to win. Right. And raise the needed questions. And raise the needed questions. So what you're doing here on the show, letting me rant for like... <laughs> two, two, I mean, it's part of the thing. I mean, I, there's no, very few radio stations will let me talk longer than two minutes at a, at a time. Mm. Right? Right. And that's partly why we podcast. Because these things are too complex to talk about in oh, two radio. minutes, yeah. you know? Two minutes of ad break. You know what I mean? It's like we need we need to develop the discipline, the 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 fortitude, the determination to have these conversations, and 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 thank goodness for platforms like High Radio that are run us run by us for us by us. You know, by us. Yes. You know, so because at the end of the day, if we're not going to care this way, who is? You know, we can't keep blaming. The West for being this and yes, granted, we 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 drag them when necessary. We we say, look at that, that is ridiculous. We won't have it. That's an important part. But hey, we belong to this continent. It's ours. You know, even from afar, right here in Amsterdam, wherever you are in the world, if you are a diasporan, if you have any links to the continent, even by heart. You have a responsibility to be part of what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. And on that note, um, give us some last words about your upcoming event coming Tuesday. Uh, why people should come. Why people should uh, get their ticket. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. Start. Like, why should people come? If I haven't already said it, um, you know, I'll say it again. Your voice matters. I know you think that's ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, that, that sounds token. Like, oh wow, like he's pandering. No. No, he's not. Like, we've been having conversations off off air, like as the music's been playing. Yeah, exactly. And, and stuff, and, and you should actually record that stuff. 
I you, should, you should have a show like <laughs> Tr- Trevor Noah has his show, you know, <laughs> in between in between takes and stuff because really gold comes out of there. I was listening to your story really? and stuff and your takes on stuff. So, but my point is, we were talking about it off air, and it feels like um, I definitely sense the importance of having, you know, the the views of like real people who are entrenched yeah. in environments that the rest of us only hear about or read about. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, we need to start to create a common knowledge, a common sort of repository of this intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your voice actually does matter. It's an interactive event. We don't sit there. You're not going to listen to Musa and I talk all night. Okay. The mic literally goes round, and you, know, you get to interrupt. You, you get to ask questions. You get to comment. You get to say if you disagree. Um, we've created a very um, interactive format that requires you to, to, to know that if you're going to come, you're going to be part of the show. Engaging conversation. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, for that reason and that reason alone, I mean, come. And then, of course, look, there's so much exciting stuff to be. I mean, we have an incredible panel. I mentioned them earlier. I mean, absolutely. Miss Abba right here is going to be here. But I mean, I'm got, on board. We've got, we've got Babu Sunyoni from, from, uh, from Booking.com. We've got an investor, investment associate from Goodwell in Danai. We've got, you know, we, we've got um, Tanya Habimani, an incredible entrepreneur, um, you know, it was an incredible sort of work history. Come on, like, why wouldn't you want to be in a room with these crazy people? Why don't you want to be part? Why would you want to be a part of it? So, yeah, yeah I mean, head on, head on through to africantechroundup.com, africantechroundup.com forward slash live. Yeah. Everything you need to know to be at that event um, is right there. Um, you can Google it even. You, Google it. African Tech Roundup. African Tech Roundup. Even if you said Roundup. African Tech, you'd see us trend. Oh, wow. Easy. <laughs> um, so African Tech Roundup live. Um, we're calling it uh, hashtag Village Diaries Village Amsterdam. Diaries. Even if you went and found the hashtag on social right now, hashtag yeah. Village Diaries Amsterdam. Yes. Um, you'll find everything you need to know to be there on Tuesday. We'd love to see you there. All right. Yeah. Um, so good to have you on the show. We have reached the closing of Africa in Focus. With I thought it was going to be half an hour. But look, at, <laughs> look at me, like nine o'clock. That, oh that's, how, that's how interesting the conversation was. And I felt like uh, there was a lot to be uh, talk, talking about. Yeah. Uh, where can we find you on social media? And um, yeah. yeah, social media. I'm very social on social media. Um, <laughs> it's my name and surname backwards. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. But I think I was like <laughs> one of the... I was like the 18th Andile Masugu to, to, to join Twitter, apparently. Popular. That's probably the, the John variant of your culture name, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's actually not that common. So it's okay. quite surprising. It just tells me like other Andile Masugu is on point, which is good. But no, it's my name and surname backwards. It's, <laughs> and it's at uh, Masugu Andile, M-A-S-U-K-U. Andile, you'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me on Facebook. Um, uh, you'll find me on Instagram as that. And then um, uh facebook.com forward slash andile.masugu yeah. Um, yeah find your boy and then google me for, for linkedin um, andilemasugu.com uh, reach out to your boy yeah reach out to your boy and make sure for those that are in Amsterdam or even visiting Amsterdam make sure that you drop by come in Tuesday on the 5th of June um, look it up you can even see it on our uh, Facebook wa- uh, wall uh, make sure that you join in spread the word invite all of your friends yeah. <laughs> Um, Amsterdam it is and it's starting from it's 6 for 6.30 and again the really cool thing is and I'm not saying miss it I'm saying the really cool thing is we will be packaging insights from the show mm-hmm. and, and releasing it later as a podcast so if you did miss yeah. it I mean you'll, you know there's ways to catch it later but come that. on mm-hmm. but no 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 but listen but here's the thing you'll catch it later without your voice on it 
All right. Which is the whole point. Like we, your voice matters. Getting the information. Your All voice right. matters. So bring your voice along. All right. People, that is um, Andile Masaku uh, from African Oh, Tech man, Gondo. you started so well. Now you're going to end badly. <laughs> <laughs> Andile Masugu. Masugu. Ah, it's Masugu. back. It's back. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to keep that one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Village Diaries Amsterdam is on the 5th of June this um, Tuesday at Charlie's. Uh, 26 Kerkstraat. Uh, postcode, postal code, uh, 1018 uh, EB in Amsterdam. It is exactly 9 o'clock. We have reached the end of Africa Unfocus. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. And I just want to give a virtual wave <laughs> to Kwame Anansewan. Thank you for listening up. Um, Kwame Anansi One, you say, nice program. You do an amazing. Keep it up. Thank you. That's kind of a shoulder pat. <laughs> and it's Henry Fizzy. Thank you for also liking and sharing and spreading the word. Tell everybody to tune in next week because then we have a special guest as well. Uh, share this and make sure that everybody listens and gets into and gets to find out what's, what's evolving in Africa when it comes to digital and tech innovations. I am your girl, Miss Abba. Find me on Instagram, MissMS.ABA, on Twitter as well, on Facebook, and um, I'll catch you next week. We're ending on a good note, kind of creating a party here because Slim is about to take over and getting ready to spin. So we're going to listen to uh, Diamond Platinums collaborating with uh, Morgan Heritage on their uh, single called uh, Hallelujah. Can't speak.